Hello and welcome to the Mishmash Music Podcast with me, Hamish Jeffcott. And me, Jack Mitchell. In this weekly podcast, we're going to be discussing a range of topics inside the music industry, from the highs and lows, the trials and errors, the how-tos, and what to avoids. Whether you're a music lover, a budding musician, a renowned musician veteran, or simply enjoy a light-hearted musical anecdote from now and then, then stick around as this podcast is the place for you. Hello and welcome back to Mishmash Music Podcast. Episode 3. Hello. Hello there. If you want to send us an email or find us on any social media, then make sure to check out Mishmash Music Podcast or just Mishmash Music if you're going towards Instagram. But let's get on with it. <laughs> What's today's episode going to be? Today's episode, we are going to talk about instruments or equipment, to be more precise. Oh, I love it. Very nice. So, the main question is, buying gear... Where do you begin? Where do you start? It's sort of quite a big topic, really. It's a massive topic. Where, so, when it comes to buying gear, Jack, as a drummer, yeah, where would you begin? So, I'll take a little bit of time on this. Um, so, as a drummer, and as a drum teacher, yes, teacher I've, I've been through uh, a lot of different kits, played a lot of different kits, electric kits, acoustic kits, what have you. Now, I grew up learning on a Pearl Forum kit, which is basically like uh, the beginner sort of entry level of a decent kit. Pearl make drums very, very decent drums. Okay, so when I had that kit, at the time I didn't know, but I was very fortunate to be playing on such a a decent Mm. beginner kit at such a young age. A lot of kids now... Their parents, because they can be mass-produced and things, they'll go immediately to a £150 kit. Gear for music. Gear for music, or yeah, Percussion Plus or Stag or some absolute beep like that. And they'll bring it home and it will come with all the hardware and all the symbols and you'll hit a symbol and go through it like it was a chocolate bar. (laughs) You know, exactly. Um, And all the drums will sound like... Now, the reason I'm saying this is because I often tell the parents of my students that if you're going to buy your kid something like that and it doesn't sound great and you have no clue about tuning it or anything like that anyway, there's no incentive to play it. If you hop yeah. on a kit and it sounds crap, for lack of a better word, yeah, you, there's, you don't want to play it. But if you get on a kit and it sounds great, w- like uh, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have a Pearl Forum, which was a great starter kit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that and the export were like, that was it. You know, that, that was sort of like where you wanted to be if you were a beginner. And you're still looking at 600 quid's worth of kit back then, you know? Yeah. And uh, that came with Pearl Symbols, which were rubbish. But So you, you would go straight for the quality? It's yeah, and I mean, uh, I mean, really, as, as a, you know, as a established musician now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and buy a Pearl Forum to play now. Yeah. Because, th- yes, there's an element of quality to it for a beginner, mm. but it's far from what I would want to play right now yeah you know um my point is with that is is that if you're just starting out and you think this is going to be something you're going to want to do for a while shoot straight down the middle i feel because if you get an intermediate kit and you know what you're doing with it and this is this applies to guitars and everything like that if you know what you're doing with an instrument this in the sort of intermediate area then you can make that sound great yeah yeah, yeah. or it, it it's still good enough if you if you even if you don't know what you're doing it's still good enough and it's still going to sound good enough 
of uh, a beginner. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. going to last you a lot longer than if you were to go and spend, like I say, £150. You'll end up buying it four times as opposed to just spending yeah. it once and, and having it for a long time. When, when I started out with music, I actually started out uh, with... I ended, I ended up going through a guitar buying spree. I, right. I I think I at one point I had about seven guitars yeah. that were all in the £100 bracket. Yeah. But if I just bought one £700 guitar, yeah. I would have been a lot better off. That yeah, the, the guitar that's over there currently sitting in the far end of my room mm. is a crafter. It's not the <coughs> it's not as amazing as my Taylor uh guitar. The, the price but difference though. That crafter is seven hundred pounds. Yeah. And that took me through my France. I think I got the tailor just before France, but that one I sort of take to mo- used to take to like all the gigs because I was too scared to bring the tailor anywhere because it was so oh, expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I used to bring the crafter everywhere, and when you plug it in, it sounds amazing. And like, it's so much nicer to play than on a hundred pound guitar. Yeah, that it's worth. Yeah, it is worth it's worth it. the money. Now I always say, if you are a a beginner, a beginner. And this is specifically r- relating to drums. Obviously, that's my sort of like topic, my my area. Um, I do. If if you have the room and you have the money, I would recommend buying an acoustic kit, simply because there are things that you learn on an acoustic kit, little habits, you know, mm. i.e., hitting the drum dead in the center. Okay. Yes, I imagine. That's if different. you if you hit a a drum in the center you are going to get the true tone of the drum. The further out towards the edge you're going to get, it's just how resonance works. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to get like a, a really weird sort of twangy sound. Get the funny twangs. Now, if you have an electric kit, electric kits are fantastic for practicing, and you can enter that sort of market. Again, you have your 150 price bracket where it's going to be absolute dog mess. I actually had a £150 well, electric kit. Well, I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you want like I would I would say the Alessis Nitro, right? Yeah. And, that, and you're looking at like 350 quid. Mm-hmm. It's not great by any stretch, but that is where I would start with sort of uh, electronic. electronic drums. Yeah, because uh, it's it's good enough to practice on. And that, but like I said, the acoustic kit will teach you um, how to hit like strike a drum correctly. It's mm. completely two different kettle of fish. And if you hit an electric drum, obviously towards the edge of the drum, not only have you got smaller targets to hit, but if you hit it towards the edge of the drum, the e- the outer rim of mm. the drum, then it's not going to sound any different yeah. on a 350 quid electronic kit. They will when you get up to like four yeah, to seven thousand pounds worth of electric drum. <laughs> but yeah, if you can start on sort of like a beginning to intermediate reputable drum manufacturer beginner's kit, okay. So like. You're talking people like Pearl, uh, I've got a Natal, or a Nutella, as Chad likes to call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, or you could go Tama, or you could go Yamaha, or something like that. Something something that's reputable. Maple are a good one for yeah. it. Sorry, Maple? Mapex. Um, they're a good one for it. Uh, they make a lot of decent intermediate kits for, for like bottom-end prices as well. So yeah, that's that's where I would start with drums. Don't worry about cymbals or anything yet. Just get some secondhand ones, uh, if you can. Just make sure they don't have cracks or keyholes in them or anything like that. Um, just not damaged, basically. Because when when you're learning how to play drums, if you're if you're a proper beginner, you're not going to know how to strike a cymbal or anything properly. Yeah. And 
chances are if you buy like a nice set of cymbals, they're usually a lot thinner. A lot of people mm. like those brighter tones, so a lot thinner. You'll strike them way too hard or incorrectly. You'll crack them and then you'll cry over the loss of a three hundred pound cymbal. It'll be really sad. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But drums are a lot of money too. Oh, a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, you could talk for hours just on drums. You know, it's not just the shells. You could talk about changing the heads because if you bought a like a beginner's kit, like a really rubbish kit but replace the heads and actually bother to tune it like properly mm. you know and maybe bought some sort of dampening system whether it be moon gel or uh, evans make these earrings that take a lot of there's so much, there's so much but you can make a very bottom end kit sound good sound half decent mm. if you know what you're doing uh, and then you can move on to talking about things like hardware you know you got your hi-hat pedals and your bass pedals and yeah. all your different stands and toms and mounts and racks and things like that there's a lot to go into it. <laughs> but when you're first setting out, if you want to be a drummer, just go for one of those reputable names, like I mentioned. Try and get something, I would say, between the sort of five and six hundred pound bracket. Oosh. And source some symbols separately. Cool, try and say <laughs> that after a few minutes. <laughs> source some symbols separately. Um, yeah, and just, just, they don't have to be brand new, but just make sure you get them. But it's worth paying the extra money so that you can actually enjoy playing them. Rather than... hundred percent. Yeah, this <laughs> is, this goes back to my original point of like, as long as what you're playing sounds great, there's more of an in yeah, incentive sort of there to play, sit it. Down and play it. If you've got on a kit and the cymbals sound like bin lids and the mm. toms sound like farts trapped in a carrier bag, like <laughs> you're not going to want to sit there and play it for a long period of time, are you? No. Yeah. The other thing that I would always say when it comes to guitar... <laughs> this, may, this may sound stupid, I don't even know if it does, but to me, if... I would, I would go and buy, go out and buy a guitar stand, mm. so that you can put your guitar out, not in its case. Yeah. Because <laughs> if your guitar's away in its case, it's just that extra little bit of effort to get your case out, open all the clips, and get your guitar out. Whereas if you just put it down, you're much more likely to just walk over and play that. Yeah. And but it is worth it noting that definitely invest in a case yes it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't have to be have the soft case. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry it doesn't have to be a hard case necessarily but um something to keep it safe safe yeah and like secure uh, you know i could spend 400 quid on on bags for my drums mm -hmm. you know what i mean they they cost well it's worth it, it's sort of 50, 50 and 60 <laughs> sometimes 80 for a bass drum like quid each and if you've got a snare, high tom, mid tom, low tom, kick, and then you've got hardware, so you need a cymbal bag, and then the hardware bag for you. You know, gross amount of money. <laughs> it is a gross <laughs> amount of money, but it's worth protecting it because you look after your gear and your gear. Well, yeah, definitely. You, you, you know? want it. You want it to be in tip top condition. Yeah, I, th and then I think. Well, sorry, go on. I was going to say the the main thing that I would say about buying guitars. I've I've bought quite a lot in my time, mm. but I've now come to rest on my two beauties that I love. Your I've tailor. got one one cheaper one, mm. cheaper only being eight hundred pounds. And <laughs> my tailor, which is my my baby, shares a bed with me. <laughs> uh, um Emily sleeps on the beanbag. <laughs> <laughs> Emily sleeps on the beanbag. <laughs> um go into the shop and play them. Don't oh, don't buy it God. online. Yeah can't stress go that into a shop, get the thing off the wall Mm. And have a really good play. And then once you've played your one that you're like, I love this guitar, mm. go and play the one that's 500 pounds down the scale 
play that, put it through the speakers, have a listen to that, then play one five hundred pound up the scale and really measure it up. Yeah. Like I measure them against I each other and I be like, that is that worth as it? As an experience is actually invaluable because you can make such rush decisions based on like an aesthetic of something. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. And like it's the same thing. Like this happens a lot with drummers with cymbals. Cymbals look great and they might sound great in a video that's been heavily produced. <laughs> but when you go into a shop like Absolute up uh, yeah. Bournemouth and you, you strike a cymbal yourself and you hear it firsthand. Mm. It makes such a difference. Yeah. And if they're hand-hammered cymbals, every single one of them is going to sound unique. Yeah. They're gonna sound. They're gonna sound in the same sort of like timbral area, but they're gonna be ever so slightly different. And most of the guitars that you'll play will all have been set up differently, especially mm. if the shop's got their own workshop in it. They'll be setting up each guitar, and yeah, each one will be set up, yeah. so they'll all have a different. That's if you go to a reputable music store. Yeah. You know, I've been to stores before, and like I've played guitar a little bit as well myself. Mm. So, and I've picked up a guitar, and the action on it. And if you don't know what. Actually, it basically just means how far sort of like the strings sit away yeah. from the fretboard. Agreed? Yeah. So all you have to do with that is either like file down the bridge or like there may be some sort of a neck alteration you can do. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a tension rod, isn't it? In the middle yeah, the there is a rod in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I don't know so what it's called. But that sounds that's, right. that's the two sort of things you can do to alter that. But that is the sort of thing that the people working at the shop should have done way before you got there. Yeah. There was a... Uh, I go to Harmony Music in... There you go, bit of a yeah, Torchster, yeah. bit of a shout out, Harmony Music, um, and they, they, my first ukulele, which really upsettingly got nicked from a gig that I was playing at. Someone probably thought it was like a toy, especially <laughs> my most expensive instrument at the time, but it was a Brunswick, which are quite oh average yeah, yeah, brand, yeah, you know. But he'd set it up so nicely right. and it played beautifully yeah. and it, it just sounded so good when it was plugged in and then you go and pick up another Brunswick the it's same one and I was like well this is naff yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to buy that <laughs> but yeah. oh man it was such a shame but yeah go into the shops and play the mm, instrument and really play it yeah that first time experience is invaluable um, I think what we need to lean on in this episode is sort of the the equipment that you would need Yes. If you just want to start out, if you want to be a musician, like a giga musician, let's let's go through that. What what would I need? Well, busking, as we were saying earlier, busking. All you'd need is oh yeah, last week in the uh, yeah. yeah 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 last week. <laughs> uh, all you need is a guitar or your instrument or That's right. you know if if you're turning up if you're turning up as like a duo band and you have one person on like Milk and Two, yeah, if you're setting up one person on. The cajon. I think cajons are quiet enough that you can just sing over the top of. Yeah, but, but Zoe's guitar is really loud. Is ridiculously loud. Is it? <laughs> yeah. So for Milk and Two, it's probably best if you get yourself a speaker system of some kind. Yeah. Now speaker systems are a horrible board game to be thrown into. <laughs> uh, I've gone through, I think, four different speaker systems at this point. I started off with a PV system, which was second-hand, which we got from Harmony Music, actually. Another plug. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all right. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the best speaker system in the world. We'd just starting out. But it was great for someone who's just starting out. It, yeah. it hit, you, you got your music out. That's right. <laughs> it all came it out of the, the system. Job. It yeah, the it was like one of those all-in-one PA systems. Like it had cool. a massive, fat 
heavy box thing. Yeah, ridiculously heavy. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. But it made the sound. <clears throat> it was really good. The second set that we got, I went and bought some Yamaha DX something or other, I think. Or something like that. I've forgotten. But Yamaha speakers, they were, I think, £750 per speaker. Mm. They were 12-inch. Decent, though. They were really nice. Mm. Oh, the the yeah. sound that came out of them. And they get, the lovely thing about them was it had both the highs and the lows. It both came out quite yeah. nicely. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you, nice you could expand then. into getting a subwoofer um, as well, which we were looking to do, but we moved on. <coughs> and Ben bought himself a really nice mixing desk. Right. So my s- that that PA system was the most expensive PA system that I had. Like yeah. that in itself was probably about three grand for like everything. Yeah. And then from there I moved on to this like little egg thing, which was brilliant. It was about. I and this really, was for you really individually, not you and Blazing String. This is just me individually because I was only playing it like small venue. Like it would work well in like small bedroom, like bedroom sized venues, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Like uh, the sound wasn't brilliant, you know. But it did what you needed, and yeah. it was about the same size as my torso and my head, <laughs> which isn't very big. No. Like, and you clipped it all together as an egg, so it was really convenient. You just hold it in one hand. Yeah. And walk around with it. See, this and then is my latest PA. Yeah. Is going off that again? Mm. Is that? Is it? What is it? Is a? It's. It's not JBL. It's the other one. Eon One. Oh no! It might be JBL. No, it is JBL. And JBL it? Eon yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. And that. It's fantastic. It's, I yeah, it's love brilliant. that we used system. It, uh, Saturday night. And yeah, it was, it was wicked. It, it really worked. I was going to say, uh, me and Zoe actually for longevity, I would recommend the Pro FX twelve system. I think they do a V two now. Like, um, so we got the Maki Pro FX twelves um, speakers, dual speakers, mm-hmm. and it came with the stands, and we got the Pro FX twelve desk as well. Uh, which is an eight channel, I think. Nice. Which is more than enough for us. We yeah. only need four, and I think one of them did pack up um, at some point. Like, but you know, we 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 kept that for what five years. Yeah. And it really did as well. The only thing I will say about it is, unlike the Yamahas, is it didn't have sort of like that that contrast, that that display of mm. high and low freq- frequencies. You could get a subwoofer thing. as well. But you yeah. you lost like obviously with me and the Kahan the kick is really yeah, important. Yeah, you want you want that something. And you felt like they were fighting. Those yeah. figures were fighting all the time. The the other good thing about the Yamaha was that we we took it around France, like so gigging durable. with it every yeah, day. Yeah, like that's the same thing. Well with Mackie, we yeah. we walked up. Cause <laughs> that's a story. <laughs> we ended up getting our van got stuck halfway up a mountain due to due to it being a blizzard, and we ended up walking a mile and a half up a mountain. Carrying, One, the carrying the speakers and they survived a blizzard like a mile and a half of walking in a blizzard and it survived like we played with it That's and then carried unreal. it back down again that and should be an advert <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> we felt like heroes yeah. <laughs> and that Yamaha system Yamaha was a hero <laughs> for the long road ahead <laughs> you know being caught in a blizzard <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah that that Yamaha system was durable and intensely good and when I went on to sell it later it had pretty much held its price. Oh, really? So, so it's just fantastic. The, the system that we had, those that Mackie system, um, Zoe did actually manage to, because Zoe, Zoe actually bought it originally mm. for m- the use of Milk and Two. Um, but yeah, she sold it and managed to get a bit of money back for it, but we kept the desk. 
so ah, we've okay, still yeah. we've still got the desk, but we've also bought the the V two. So a couple of years ago, just before our lockdown happened and everything, we went to Absolute and we bought a new system, an, an array system, and it was the RCF Evox Eight. Have you heard of that? I haven't. And um, it's it's a beautiful little system. Um, it's quite compact, like you say. Oh, is this like the one that my, that the I've got? The, the really small footprint. So you basically got a sub and then this small linear array speaker that goes on like a little mount that sticks in the top yeah, of the sub. I much like I your JBL. Seen, yeah, I have seen it. Um, and the speaker tucks in the back and it all goes away lovely jubbly yeah. like that. But it didn't cost very much at all. I think for that and the desk and the flight case, it came to a little over a thousand pounds. Yeah. Like my, my JBL was only six hundred pounds. Yeah. And Nuts. it's a small footprint. It projects incredibly. So, like, the, the thing is with an array speaker is the way the speakers are set up in the actual sort of head unit is that uh, it c- creates, like, uh, multiple smaller sound waves as opposed to one huge sound wave. And the, w- the way that carries is, like, if you're stood in front of the speaker, it's not going to sound much different volume-wise as if you're stood at, say, the back of the gig. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Nice. Because of the way it carries. And it also displays at like 140 degrees. Mm. So although it may be facing one way, you're you're almost getting everything in front of the speaker. Like a like a cardio sort of like mic. Beautiful. Which is the other the other thing that the JBL does is that it's got that in like intelligent room scanning thing. Has it? Where it like scans how big the room is and shoots it out to that's incredible. I'm led to believe anyway. Right, well, the <laughs> RCF doesn't have that. I I didn't know anything about RCF, to be honest. I purely went, again, on first-hand experience by yeah. hearing it. Get out we, there and play them. We actually asked the fella to play our tracks off mm. Spotify, our Milk and Two tracks, ah, through, nice. through the system Good so idea. we could gauge how it would the sound. The other thing that I would say is play those two systems mm. next to the Bose system. Oh, my because I was going to mention this. The Bose system that we play, I play with it waterside. Oh, I love it. I'm like absolutely in love with it. I really love it. But, come on. But, I think I can get the same quality sound out of the JBL, which is half the price at least. I I can't speak for the JBL because I've only ever used it once with yeah, you. true. However, I'm absolutely in love with that I Bose system. I did love that Bose system. The First time I played it, it was, oh. It was, <laughs> when we played, so, in Weymouth, there's a, there's Waterside Holiday Holiday Group and they have Waterside and they have Chesil Vista. And right? Osmington as well. And Osmington, that's right. So when we play there, uh, Ryan Davies, who's the events manager, he he often asks if he wants us to set up his, uh, his gear for us, which is the Bose system. And, it's and usually we don't take him up on it, but a couple of weeks ago we did and we said, go on then, we'll, we'll have a go. And I've n- Michael Hahn has never sounded so... Oh, really? So incredible. Well, I could have just sat there and played Michael Hahn the whole night. You know? <laughs> Just way. the everything with the clarity, it was so crisp. So make sure you go out and play all these different systems. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we were s- we were saying like the RCF is great. Um, it you know for what it is, and like you say, it's it's probably a third of the price. That boasts is yeah, way it's into very it. It's like very I think expensive. it's one point. It's either one point two or one point eight. I've forgotten what. Right, but still, you know, agree, but yeah, it's it's, it's not a lot. Yeah, but the other thing about the boast is that it's only got a. Jack input, I believe. It has got a jack, it's yeah. It's not got... But most decks have inputs. both XLR and jack. Yeah, it's true. So it shouldn't be much of an issue. The lovely thing about the the JBL, I keep forgetting, but the one I've got is that it's got uh, two XLR, two jacks mm. on it. You've also got a lot of um, 
analog controls yeah, on you don't, your speaker. You don't only. actually need a mixing desk unless you wanted it. Yeah. So you could plug straight I, into I, it. A lot of the time, as a solo, yeah. straight into the speaker. All I need is wires in the speaker and mic. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, that brings us um, to our next point of uh, a lot of people miss out on those little things. Those yeah. So we can talk about guitars and, and drums and, and basses, whatever. You need to have a case because... It just makes good sense. If you're going to yes. invest a lot of money into a decent piece of equipment, you want to keep it safe because accidents do happen. You can ask Zoe, I ran over her guitar. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm talking about a, a thousand pounds worth of Martin guitar. Oh, no. But it was in a hard case and it survived. Oh. I'm not even joking. Well, actually, I've got the other side of this story. It's not a guitar, but <laughs> Ben ran over my iPad. Really? <laughs> I've forgotten how that happened. There was an old <laughs> iPad, but <laughs> the other side of the story, it wasn't in a case. It smashed up. No. Obviously, as yeah. it would. It's so iPad. there you go, protect your gear. <laughs> um, now, yeah. Uh, so when it comes to speakers and desks and things, we've we've covered that a little bit. Yeah, guitar speakers. Um, it is best to go and use it first hand. If you don't quite know what you're looking for, do your research, because obviously it's an independent thing. Yeah. If you're part of a band, you might need 16 channels. And look at your budget. Yeah, look at your budget as well. Um, I... For me, this is a personal thing, but I personally wouldn't buy electrical equipment secondhand because you just don't know what it's been subjected to in its lifetime. In a a, a gig environment, right? I I speak to many electricians. I have electrician friends who say Coke to electrics, as in like Coca-Cola, is like cancer. In the amount of times that I've been in a gig and and someone's had drinks. It it just happens. (laughs) These things happen, you know? But they say so once that gets, it just it's just like corrosive. Ruins it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Never you don't know what's been subjected that, that's to. Good. So good bit of advice. Go go brand new. Do your research. It's obviously going to be an independent thing. Whether you're a solo or a duo or wh- whatever you need, you know what you need. Do go your out, research. Do it. Now the other thing I was going to say is people don't often take into consideration into their budget. Say say someone's got a thousand pound, they might go out and spend nine hundred quid on a guitar, hundred pound yeah. on a on a a hard case for it and then go oh i need <laughs> i need the other stuff <laughs> and, a, and a mic and oh, microphones microphones here we go yeah. right first of all when i come to talk about microphones microphone stands they're pretty much all the same like in my experience i have bought a 70 pound microphone stand which was hercules Mm. And everyone who I've spoken to, I think about Hercules stands, say they're not worth Literally, it. Literally, what did I go say on Saturday <laughs> night? Yeah. Go for, I think I've got a Tiger one that I'm using right now. And the one over there is Chord or Gear, no, it's Gear for Music. That one, the Gear for Music mm. one, brilliant. Tenor, I think it was. Yeah. I think it just came with the microphone. And it's just, it's worked. Well, yeah, <laughs> Better than all the others. <laughs> yeah, it's working very well. Um, the Hercules ones, they they do have a good reputation somehow. But yeah. I've I've experienced the same thing. They I just seem like hassle. I've had two Hercules stands. Um, bear in mind, like the price difference. Mm. You know, um, you would expect a far greater quality. The quick release thing is is great for when you're packing down. Um, again, not an essential sort of thing to have. Yeah. Um, but I also have a, a bass mic stand. Oh yeah, made yeah. by Hercules. Um, and that I can't say has ever sort of let me down or anything like that, but. Yeah, no, I just it doesn't really, and unless it's like not going to do the job. So again, you've got to think about your personal situation. If you're a drummer or maybe a pianist or something, and you're singing as well, mm-hmm. then the mic's gonna probably su- be subjected to sort of quite an extreme angle. Yeah. To keep it out of your hands way, 
whilst yes, you're yeah, trying yeah. to sing. So it's going to need to be quite sturdy for one, but it's also going to need to be quite of a decent quality because if it slips down while you're playing, you can't keep pushing your mic back up. Yeah. That's just impractical. Yeah. So yeah, maybe a bit worth a bit of investment there. Also, a lot of the time, I've I've ended up using sellotape with microphone stands. I've had some pretty nightmares with microphone stands, but just generally speaking, they've all been the same quality. I think my, most of my nightmares are from the expensive one. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say like these uh, in the joints of a microphone stand. Obviously, w- what's happening is those teeth either, uh, either wear away, or you're just over tightening it to the point where it's yeah, no, it's no longer snaps. able to go anymore. So, a little bit of advice: what we used to do with our old ones is just loosen it off and just wedge a bit of card or something in there oh nice just it creates that sort of like there you go tension bit again bit yeah. of equipment a little, little little bodge job Lock when, that on the side. when you're on a gig and there's nothing else you can do about it yeah I think I literally ripped up a beer mat once when we were playing over <laughs> Portland I think it was <laughs> just just to get it to stay still you know because oh, you're trying idea. to play drums and you're trying to push the mic up every five <laughs> seconds <laughs> it just gets a bit annoying and then when it comes to microphone I'm straight out. <laughs> SM58. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I I had a other microphone. What was it? Right at the start. There's PV again, I think. Oh, yeah. And I've had, I think three people, three musicians came up to me and said, yeah, you got to swap that. Get an SM58. <laughs> I think as a dynamic microphone, it's the industry standard. And yeah. Like everybody who who plays. Unless you want to pe- spend lot. thousands of pounds. Yeah, on like, on like radio <laughs> mics that are produced by like road and things like that mm. but for what we do for the amount of like abuse these things are subjected to let's face it they they get dropped they get bashed they get drinks spilled on them they get used four or five six times a week yeah and i've just replaced mine right and the only reason i have to replace mine is because like i said i'm quite a croon i'm quite a breathy singer uh-huh, so, so eventually over the course of six years i've actually corroded it corroded <laughs> the uh there's like a, a, a slight bit of foam inside actually covering the component in the mm. middle of the SM58. I've actually managed to corrode that tiny bit of foam. That's pretty brutal. Now, I could replace it, and the chances are the mic would work fine. But I've just replaced the mic as a whole because, it knowledge bomb, it's always good to have a spare of Correct. everything. Whether that's a mic or whether it's even a guitar or, most importantly, leads. Lots of leads. Lots of leads. Just Lots in of case. strings. Yeah, because th- you might have an issue, and it could be a number of things. Let's let's say your mic's coming through all clippy, you know, it sounds yeah. like distorted. Go and get another one. It could be a problem with the mic, it could be a problem with the lead, it could be a problem with the speaker. Hopefully it's the lead. Hopefully it's the lead, because <laughs> that's the cheapest <laughs> thing to replace. But you don't know until you test these things. Yeah. We literally had this issue on Saturday night. We did. Yeah. It was a it was a bit of a nightmare, but we got there yeah. in the end. It ended up just being a matter of turning the volume the, down the on one thing, on the turning it up on yeah, the other. That was it. But it could have been a nightmare. But again, that shouldn't actually really be an issue, should it? But that's probably how long have you had that desk? The desk, oh, four years. There you go. See, oh. but as a, as a working man's desk, what does that get taken out? What three, four times a week at least? Yeah, at least. There you yeah. go. So over over the course of four years, it's done years, well for me. That's it's done very well, yeah. extraordinarily well. <laughs> um, yeah. So mics wise, fifty eight is the way to go. Really, um, I use a fifty seven for the back of my Cajon, but there's also other things you could use, like um, a Beta fifty two or a Beta ninety one, um, depending on your price range you want to use. Um, both decent bass mics. There's also 
uh, Audix do uh, an incredible set of drum microphones. Uh, they're, they're called the D range. I think there's the D two, D four, D six, or something like that. Um, you can buy them as a set, or you can buy them individually. The Audix D is it is it D four is it D four D six? Um, they that 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 microphone specifically is beautiful mm-hmm. if you if you want a, a proper kick out of something. And then nice. my Kahan at the minute has actually got a, a pickup in it, so I can just oh plug okay, a jack nice. straight into oh it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I knew that. But usually what we would do is put like a 57 towards like where my hands play the snare, just to pick up that cl- like that, that high end, get that nice snare out of it, as well as putting a 52 in the back. But that's only for bigger performances, yeah. you know? Um, microphones, there's loads and loads and loads that you could talk there's about. There's so many things. Like, for example, right now we're recording and you've got We've this... We've got two different things. Yeah, you've got this gorgeous, what is it, a Shaw? Shaw SM7B, I believe it's called. Yeah, so it's a proper and it's sort beautiful. of recording microphone for yeah. this thing, specifically. It's it? for this and when I do home recording. I do a lot of home recording yeah. when it comes to original music mm. and stuff. But then there's other mics that are called condensers, like the Rode. Yes, Which I have a oh I forgot one. oh Sontronics. Oh right, I have a Sontronics condenser mic. Yeah, somewhere. And uh, again, you got to do your research when it comes to it. it. Depends on what you want. But if you're home recording, you know you might want to pick up, you know the the room, the environment. Yeah. So there's loads of different recording techniques and things you can use. I'm not an expert in it, but obviously there's different um what we call cardioid patterns. So, for example, there's like hypercardioid and there's om- omni, which is picking up both sides. Or there's ah, yes, yeah. yeah. Y- I'm with you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those sort of different settings will be on like a Rode microphone. Yeah. And obviously they're not for screamy, shouty, things like that. No. Leaning right in because what will happen is you will actually break the, break it down. the diaphragm of the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's, it's simply like a little like piece of, like paper, isn't it, or like materials, and yeah. it can just rip. Poor bastard. It's not like a fifty-eight where I could lean in this and scream, "Are oh, you ready? <laughs> Let's go for the Oh yeah. What other pieces of equipment could we? Uh, the last about? piece that I can think of that I was going to talk about was mm. Stompbox. Oh yeah, yeah. It's an unusual. I, I, I've only I've I've gone through three mm. because I used to use a bass drum, and bass drums have their. Uh, sort of place but the great thing about a stomp box is the size of it it's, <laughs> it's literally portable isn't it? yeah mm. literally a little piece of wood or metal and i've only used one that sounds brilliant <laughs> and is brilliant so far and that is the Wasnator Drop Kick. Wasnator Drop Kick. What a great name as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I think they're an Australian brand. Wasnator Drop Kick. With, with a name like Wasnator. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be done. And it just it's just beefy as hell. Get yeah. it. <laughs> if you want a stomp box, get that one. <laughs> there we go. Um, otherwise, wires. I just generally just go for the whatever I can get my hands on wires. Why I'm not very. Uh, I I use a f- I use a Fender one uh, for my microphone, mm. um, XLR obviously, and I uh, I use a Fender one for my cajon as well. Nice. I go for I ones that sometimes suit my aesthetic as well. Yeah, like yeah, those well, like color uh, wise, like yeah. I don't go for the like bright red so ones. So you've got like sort of a folksy vibe. So you vibe, use yeah. the sort of um, 
what I mean, like knitted almost. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of the word, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But on on that note, like when you go and you 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 can pick up a lead and you can tell just by feeling it, like the quality of it. Yeah, some of them are really sort of thin. Get a good one, <laughs> flimsy, and you can guarantee. Same with everything. You, you get what you pay for. You can you imagine know? if you go on Amazon and get the one pound ninety nine one, they yeah, probably exactly. won't be brilliant. You could buy a stag lead, um, and also make sure one is the correct length. length. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I've had that before. Don't get one that's yeah. a meter long because <laughs> yeah. it probably won't reach your desk from yeah, where you're sitting right. most of the time. Yeah, and then on the flip side of that coin, don't buy one that's like ten meters long because that's just an unnecessary amount of lead. <laughs> I've got one there. The one that you're using currently is about 10 minutes. Oh, you mean the one that's sprawled out all over <laughs> yeah, the floor? the one that's going the whole way around the room <laughs> twice. <laughs> There's kids outside skipping with it. <laughs> I went through a phase of buying all the really long leads because I used to love uh, like Walking putting up. my guitar and running around this place. I actually went through a f- phase of getting like Bluetooth microphones slash microphone adapters. So how, are, how are they? I can are run they off. I've never used yeah, them. I had some really good ones actually. Did there you have was like a little Britney Spears mic? There was one. There was one that I had. Uh, there's a pub in town called the George, um, where they have like an upstairs and stuff. The bar and grill. Yeah. 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 And uh, I used to run up and down the stairs, like run up the stairs, go into the bathroom, you know, come back, singing the whole time. <laughs> 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 used to be able to do the whole gig. I could just like go for a little wonder, and Ben would just be playing, you know, guitar, and it it would pick up fine the whole way around the venue. That's brilliant. So you know. Some of them are great. Some of them, obviously, not as good. Just I wouldn't go for a poo. <laughs> I was going to say, I could just imagine hearing you having a having a having a was an eight or five hours. <laughs> 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 I was singing, Blue doo <laughs> just going to the loo. <laughs> oh dear. We got any other bits of equipment we could touch on whilst we're here? Like, obviously, there's other little things that really aren't that noteworthy like well i mean like things strings like, like strings and plectrums and batteries batteries oh make sure you make, get yeah, a make, spare yeah, battery up. always always i've had to twice this summer really embarrassingly ask the venue for a battery <laughs> <laughs> twice <laughs> in one summer <laughs> does anyone have a battery yeah. but um yeah so it's annoying impo- though, it? more importantly make sure you've got spare strings spare batteries spare wires spare microphone stand would actually be quite useful just having one at your house even if you don't have one as a gig and if you are heading to a venue and they say hey don't worry about it we've got a sound system pack yours just in case <laughs> yes <Okay? that's> <laughs> <laughs> just just pack it just in case please it's the same thing as when you know a venue says oh well we've got a house kit here you can just play our house drum kit and you get there it's and, all right and it's like <laughs> i might not do that five bin lids and <laughs> A couple of wheelie bins, is it, you know. But yeah, and then, uh, yeah, if you're if you're just starting out as a band, I think that's where we started off with this conversation. Mm. If you're starting out as a band, make sure you've got your instruments first of all, because that is the most important thing. You can yeah. practice and get better with that, mm. and you can probably find venues that have their own sound system. It that, it sort of narrows down the amount of venues you can go to, but you can probably find them, and mm. then you can sort of use their stuff. But then invest in a good speaker system, invest in good wires, invest in your microphones. And look it's after all your an investment. Gear. Just look after your gear. Like, you know, it it may seem sort of like laborious or, or a tedious task to sit at home and, and wipe down your wires or just get um 
some sort of a you know the the, the desk cleaner you know the mm. air the c- compressed air and just blow out the channels and things once in a while yeah yeah because it'll be gross in and there. one of the one of the other important things is with all of your equipment all of your electronical equipment electron electronic electrical electrical that's the word I was there looking you go. for electrical I got you don't worry bro uh, I had very limited sleep last night <laughs> <laughs> why is that no I didn't oh no no, no, no. <laughs> that's a story for another day what I was going to say stories <laughs> we need a little jingle for that section I've um, <laughs> stories brilliant stuff no I was going to say with all of your electrical gear obviously it won't need it immediately but do get it pat tested. Yes. Um, especially if I've had a few venues who've asked yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. If you're tested. if you're a, a musician, sort of by trade, if you're playing at venues that are <laughs> reputable, but in like a in a sense where they do everything weddings by and the book, private they cover events their asses. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, especially places like uh, we've played Lowell Castle, Sherborne Castle, the castles, the Kingston castles, Moor, Kingston Moor. Yeah, all those big manners, luxurious. Wedding yeah. venues and things where there's often someone who's directing the day. Yes. They will often ask you for uh, your pack test certificates. And I don't think it costs much, does it? No, it doesn't It doesn't cost that much. Um, I mean, we know a guy, so we get our sort Free. of... You know, but again, it comes back to the whole connections yeah. thing we were talking about last week. You know, you make those connections. Yeah. And that's just a part you of life, it. isn't it? Um, but the other thing I was going to say, I mean, you can, you can... I mean, almost call this equipment... Is your insurance okay? So I'm with Ooh. the Musicians Uni- Union. I'm sure you are too. I'm I was. You was, but you're with who? Or have you just stopped? This is real bad now. Oh no! Because <laughs> you just said it. I'm out. He's out. I it ha- it was due to COVID actually. Well, I just want to I just want a little plug for the Musicians Union because I think it's a great. Du- it's a great during thing. COVID actually, they sent me money. Um, yeah, I think. I ha- they sent everybody money and the helping mu- musicians. They set, set up a hardship fund as well, and they helped out people like myself. And it, I'm was, it was a real nightmare for me because I I jumped out because I was like I can't afford this because of COVID and I'm not going to get any gigs. Yeah. So I jumped ship. Yeah, and then I as I did, I think they announced that they were back. giving a bunch of money. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, no. I was going to say they they've given me back every penny I've put in plus more. Yeah, um, a bit of a nightmare. Which I fully appreciate you, Musicians so, Union. Musicians Union. But the reason the other good I said about that is because when we go to these venues and things, the other thing they ask for, in fact, probably nine times out of ten, this will be public the thing. Public liability. That's the, that's the thing they'll ask for more than yeah. the patent certificates, is your public liability insurance yeah. certificate. If someone gets hurt by your equipment, yeah, you want to pay for that. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Being a part of the Musicians Union, I have one of those. Zoe has one of those. I'm going to have to get back on it. And um, you can do it in other ways, but it's just, for me, that's just an easier way. The other great thing about the Musicians Union is they have the, like, obviously this this isn't going to work in certain situations and stuff, but they have the, um, if if a venue refuses to pay you, the Musicians Union gets onto them, doesn't it? Yeah, so their sort of whole tagline is like, you are a musician, you're not a lawyer. Musicians That's Union could probably be an episode that we're going <laughs> to... Yeah. We've got quite a lot that we could talk about there. But yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, get good gear. Get good gear. <laughs> make sure you look after your gear. Make sure all your gear is pat-tested. And make and sure you make play sure it in the shop. Make sure, Yeah, that's it. Try the first-hand experience yeah. and make sure you have a public liability c- 
liability Public insurance. Liability insurance. And the other thing is as well is they they do actually insure your gear. Insure yeah. your gear. Whether it's via the Business Union or not, use someone else, it's fine. You could have contents cover for your Aviva, house or whatever. Aviva, I think, do it. Aviva. Um, a woman we know, Lauren, she had her gear stole, stolen, didn't she? Out of her van. Did she? Her, I don't her remember. Her guitar, do you not remember? It's like a long while ago now. God. Oh, no, yeah, yeah I do yes, remember that. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Yeah, so she had her gear stolen out of her car, and that's extraordinarily sad. Especially the guy at Harmony Music actually told me a story about a guy who had a gig in Bristol. Mm. Went in to get his money, like, what is it, 50 quid <laughs> for a yeah. gig. Went in, left his van unlocked. Oh Bam, no. all his gear was gone. PA, <sighs> instruments, God. everything, gone. Yeah. He's only in there for like, more like five, ten minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's sad. Yeah. And the thing is as well, um, these these pieces of equipment that we use on a day-to-day basis, not only do they cost us thousands of pounds and they're a livelihood for us, they're an investment for us. Um, it's, it's the way we, for me, it's the way I feed my children. Yeah. Like that's that's what it comes down to. But also, things like my snare drum that I've now had for 10 years, it's one of a kind. It's a custom-made Orange County snare drum. There's only one Oosh. like that in the world. It was 900 quid's worth of snare drum. And I have an extraordinary sentimental attachment to yeah. it. Yeah. And if that right. was stolen, I would be heartbroken. Yeah. It's not like a series drum where I could just go and replace it. That's gone. Yeah. You know? No, it'd be a sad day. Mm. Well, hopefully that never happens. So heed our warnings. <laughs> Take our advice. Yes, please. And do your research and first-hand experience. Fantastic. And then let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I thought we were going to go into... Mish Mash Music Reviews. So we move on to our reviewing section. So today we have two more songs. We, we don't have three songs. If you've got a song that you would like us to review using our unique reviewing system make sure to message it to mishmash music podcast either on social media or on gmail or on youtube i don't know if you can message through spotify but make sure you message us somehow get yeah. get to us yeah and if you could fire leave us, us email, a review yeah you can fire us an email mishmash music at gmail.com there you go no mishmash music podcast at gmail.com Wee. scrub that out Mishmash Music Podcast at gmail.com. If you message Mishmash Music at gmail.com, they won't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, whilst we're on the topic, I was just going to say our reviewing system is it's just sort of like how we value songs individually, yes. isn't it? You know, this it's, it's our, our personal, personal opinion. opinions. That's but it. you can use this reviewing system to review your own songs. Yeah, or, see, or see how you level up to our songs that we're reviewing. And you can now either agree with us or disagree with us please check out the songs so obviously we won't play them on here but we'll I'll be making a, uh, a playlist a playlist yes. on Spotify yeah. and I'll put our reviews on our Facebook walls and stuff yeah yeah that was similar now. that's what it's called cool. <laughs> yeah lovely let's go on with it so we sent each other a song each what we song did. you sent me 10 out of 10 by pa- Paolo Nutini off the uh, <laughs> <Sunside> Side <laughs> Up <laughs> album it is a boater it's an absolute Gem of a song that, and then you sent me "Shine, Shine, Shine" by and Gregory Page. Gregory Page, I absolutely love Gregory <laughs> Page. Um, I think a lot of people would know ten out of ten without knowing ten out of ten because that is exactly what I like. I can see that being a thing. It's on an advert, is it? <laughs> I 
you know. That's, it's on, I don't know what habit it's on, but I've heard that so many times and I didn't even know it was Paolo Nettini. Did you not? No. It's such a good song. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic song. It's, it's one of those, well, put me in a good mood this morning. <laughs> you know, on my drive here. <laughs> nodding my head. All the people wanna try your garden and hold you down. Alrighty. Fantastic. So, shall we start with 10 out of 10? Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about right now? Yeah. And it put you in a good mood this morning? Yeah, I loved it. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Go on. Go on. Let us begin. Let's get straight in there. Sound, production, quality. I am a sucker for a bit of brass. <laughs> just like that yeah I am a sucker for a bit of brass and again uh, similar to like what we spoke about with um, Mantham last week obviously a completely different kettle of fish mm. but you also get that energy and that sense of like a live performance Feel happening like with most of Paolo's songs yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Sunny Side Up album yeah and see this is actually just quick quick sidetrack this is something that Zoe is is put to me about our previous uh, EP that we did this on Spotify oh yeah the Milk and Two EP that's on Spotify. Make, sure, make sure you go and make listen sure to that check that out um, it's very produced and we love it and we're very proud of it but the next time we get in there to record we want it to be more you yeah more more stripped back you yeah. know just just how how we come I can I like I really enjoy your album but I can only agree I, yeah. I, I agree with that 100% <laughs> cool. Right. Uh, yeah. Production wise, I mean, it is fantastic, isn't it? Like. Yeah. Every, there's there's loads and of different things going on as well. <laughs> adding adding brass, adding a bit of yeah. sax. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out adds yeah. at least one point. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. For each brass instrument, <laughs> you receive one. You get twelve points. Well done. One additional point. Yeah. So if there's an orchestra, you get like fifty points. <laughs> but yeah. sound wise, for that song. I'm going straight in with an eight. Bang. I'm going to join you. Oh. I'm going to give it. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight two. Eight point two. Eight point two. All right. Sweet. So we've got an eight and an eight point two. We're we're in the high area right now. I I think this is going to be another. I've given you two great songs in a row. Yeah. Currently. But um, (laughs) I'm. Yeah. I'm going to have to ruin that next week. Yeah, you're going to have to give me some more. Punjabi MC or whatever it was called. <laughs> what was it called? Is that what it was called? Bun- Mundian, but yeah, Mundi M- Mundian Debachki. Yeah, M- Punjabi MC. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I won't be annoyed if I never hear that again. <laughs> I'm going to ask for it every time I see a DJ in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, lyrics. I've, I absolutely love him. He's, <laughs> They're he's, brilliant. He's so cheeky, isn't he? He is. He's a cheeky Ooh. man. But like. Uh, yeah, no, they're brilliant. They they fit with like the overall sort of like tone of the song. It's the vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the Paolo vibe. Yeah, it's he's just such a like. I a couldn't believe he's Scottish. Easy. Yeah, no, I can't believe what you said just about him being so off his face. <laughs> Absolutely off his nut. <laughs> he played like a whole gig backwards. <laughs> so, where is it? <laughs> the last time I saw him, actually, he played. Because have you heard his Scream album? The how is that no caustic love is the the album nope oh man so he's he, he changed up his style quite a lot recently right but he played all his old songs sort of in the new style it was really cool it was oh really right. cool how he did it but yeah that was just a little sidetrack yeah yeah 
lyrics wise they're quite simple he's just chatting his way through there's no like That's deep meaning though, behind anything yeah. but they're brilliant yeah yeah i think they are brilliant it's just a really relaxed sort of feel isn't it all mm. the way through it's basically about a girl that he wants to get 10 out of 10 because he yeah. wants to take her out on a date and yeah her to love him and she's uh good in the kitchen good in the bedroom <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know all that jazz so you know, I think, like, they're very simplistic. There's nothing overly sort of uh, complex or, like, there's no sort of, like, metaphorical nah. sort of language or anything like that, is there? So I'm going to go in with a 7-3. Nice. I was going to yeah. go 7-7. Seven, seven. Oosh. Oosh! That gives him a round 15, though. <laughs> if my math's all right. Fantastic. You went 7-3. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, next piece. The Test of Time. Will this be taken to your grave? Will this be taken to your deathbed, sir? <laughs> Do you feel Do you feel death? <laughs> Do you feel the dark abyss? One. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> One hundred. If you haven't seen that film, go and watch <laughs> it. <laughs> <Come back. laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Uh what we said in time test of time. Test of time. I'm gonna give it a four. A four? You don't reckon you'll uh it's not. It's not that I don't think I uh, won't listen to it for the rest of my life, but I don't think I would put it on. That's fair. I I really like the song. Don't get me wrong, mm. but it's 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 not something I would. It's funny because it's one of those albums that I've been meaning to put into my tiny little record collection up there. Yeah. But I've never got round to buying because I don't put it on enough to enough. warrant buying it. Yeah. Yeah, I know, so I, I'm sort of and along is, uh, agree, kind of. It's nice when it comes out of the blue. Like when you <laughs> sent me that song, I had no idea what 10 out, of 10, 10 out of 10 was. But when it came on, I, I knew it immediately. Yeah, you just, so it's you're there, just tapping away. And it will probably be with me for a long mm. time. But would I go out of my way to put it on or think not to much. put it on? <laughs> probably not. Yeah. I'm going to go for a ooh, 6.3. Like it. Love it. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right. Test of time. Done. Next. Value. Value? Yeah. What's this value to you? Uh, it's relatively low for this one. Um, Doesn't really add to your life. No, but, I mean... It made you happy this I morning. Say, I'm gonna you go know. five. I'm gonna go five two. <laughs> it makes you happy if you need it. I'm gonna go five two because yeah, this morning is what I needed. I was uh, <laughs> hung in. <laughs> but you know who knows that again? We said this before. That it may grow through time. It you it know? might indeed. Yeah, you I might come back and the like next, next time week. I'm hanging. I'm <laughs> no <I'm> joking. <laughs> this is just a hangover song. <laughs> yeah, you might put it on and it might perk you up again. You know. Yeah. So. The thing is about this song is it shares an album with Pencil Full of Lead and what and it's a the banger. Next, it's the next track. Yeah. It? <laughs> yeah, it goes straight into that. <laughs> Mate, what an album. <laughs> <laughs> Value in my life, I'm going for... Oh, it's going to go seven. Ah, oh. I'm going seven point... point. Nine. <laughs> that's closer to an eight. <laughs> that was very close to an eight. But I think that's worth it. It is worth it. It's definitely worth it. Paolo Antonio is one of the first first people that got me into music, to be fair. Really? That that album. Yeah. 
Yeah, I suppose. Newton Faulkner. Then Paolo. I think it went in that order. Yeah. I went and watched Newton at V Festival and I was like, Whoa! I just realised. Who is this guy? Have you got the better together vinyl up there? I do. Oh, yeah. Amazing. What an album! Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sidetrack. Final piece. Final stage out of our 50, 50 point scheme. Go on. Album art. Absolutely love the it. Art. On this one. Absolutely love it. It's just He just looks so cheeky. It's <laughs> it's comical. It's 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 Paolo. Fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's proper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just Paolo. But it's yeah. We I mean we always say that we prefer illustrations to but like it's like a cartoon version of himself, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sat at a breakfast table eating two eggs. Just having a good time. With the rainbow out the window. And for some reason, some guy just floating away holding a <laughs> bunch of balloons. What? I want to see it. I mean, kind of very tiny <laughs> in the background. I love it. I reckon. I love I love that. I love that. Go I on, I on. would love to have that up there. Yeah. Just to look at it. <laughs> Go on. What, what do you think then? What, what's oh. I prefer it to the Joy of Nothing album, which album art which I gave a 7.5. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go for an 8.6. That's a big one. That's a big school. Oosh. Oosh. I'd love to see that on my shelf. What are you going for? There's a lot of effort, mate. I, I do actually really love it. What did I give? Uh, Joy of Nothing, 8.9. 8.9. I, and I Mantham, 5. I l- see, I love the Joy of Nothing cover. It was beautiful. But in a completely different way as to what I love this. You're giving it the same. No, I'm going to go a bit less this time. Oh. I think. So I went eight nine with you did enjoy nothing, um, because like I said, that's that's the sort of thing I would genuinely hang yeah. on my wall. Yeah. Now this is like you say a vinyl that you'd like to have, but I wouldn't be hanging it on the wall. Mm. Um, no, I love it. What what a great little picture. Let's go. Let's go eight. Eight. I've written seven down. Changing that. <laughs> Fantastic. I love the little guy with the balloons. I've never noticed him before. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many hidden things are on there. Maybe, maybe Wally's in yeah, there. Yeah, the longer you look at it, the more you notice, actually. Like, there's a little bird on the We'll look again next week and our album art will go up. <laughs> there's a little heart on there. I don't know. Is it? I don't know what the, the actual like initials are in there. That's cute. Good old Paolo. Also, yeah. here's a question. <laughs> yeah. Is Paolo Nutini left handed? What a weird question. Why would I know because that? He's <laughs> because he's eating his eggs with his left hand. But you hold your fork in your left hand. Yeah, if you're holding a knife. I hold my fork in the left hand all the time. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> you're broken. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of my I'm house. I'm actually genuinely curious. <laughs> my house. He's holding, I, would ho- I would hold it with my... I think I, I, I find it weird holding my fork in my right hand. Just full know. stop. Just because I always, I'm pretty much always holding a knife though. <laughs> that's that's a really weird, like really sort of nichey. There you go. Question. Do, does it say where the Paolo Nutini is left-handed? I'm actually trying to find <laughs> it, but I can't believe he's Scottish. Like with a name like Nutini. Well, he's he's part Italian. Yeah, I think. His 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 music sounds quite uh, foreign, doesn't it? Quite a nice yeah. mix of stuff going yeah. on there, and he's got the whole sort of like Rasta vibes running throughout that. Oh, album he's just cover. beautiful. 
He's a beautiful man. Right, anyway. Go on. While Jack's looking that up to find out yeah, if Paolo yeah, Nutini is left-handed, Jack sent me the song Shine, Shine, Shine by... Gregory Page. Gregory Page, mm-hmm. which is quite swingy. Is it swing? No. no yeah, yeah, it is swing. So let's give it a go. If you want to listen to Shine, Shine, Shine by Gregory Page, give us a pause. Go over there. Give it a listen. Get on back here. Yeah. And press play and see what we, fi- see what we say about it. So... Sound. Production. Sound. Ooh. It's uh, not my bag. It's not your bag. I'm I'm gonna go straight on with an eight point eight and I'll tell you oh. why. Right? <laughs> this is Gregory Page and his big band, Orchestra. Yeah. Right? So like I said before, I'm looking for like those Love good amounts of instruments. But the only thing I will say is like it's not it's not as well sort of uh, produced is I feel it could have been. Okay. But I think that might be due to the fact that, and I might be completely like off base here, but Gregory Page is nowhere near um, as famous as someone like uh, Paolo Nutini or, or Jason Williams. Mm. So how I discovered Gregory Page, I've probably told you this before. I don't know if you have. But you might I went to see Jason Mraz. I'm a massive fan of Jason Mraz. And I went to see him in, uh, when was it? 2000, I want to say 2012, 2013 maybe. Yeah. Yeah, in London with my friend Tom. And his support act was Gregory Page. Uh, okay. But what's what nice, a strange nice support about act that? for Jason Mraz. Well, the re- reason that's so nice is because Gregory Page actually gave Jason Mraz his first gig. Back when he was a young man. Oh, cute so as. Yeah, so like in like a <laughs> in a way of Make like look, paying it giving back. Giving it back. Nice. He's he's had Gregory Page as his support act, and thankfully for me, because I'm absolutely in love with the man. I think he's bloody brilliant. And like his albums, he all seem to have like um, different feels, right? Mm. So he's done this one, which is like I'm in love with the big band swing thing. You know, I love it throughout that whole album. That's what you feel. Mm. He's got another one called. Uh, what's it called? I think it's called April in Paris or something like that. Um, I'll have to have no love. Love made me drunk, but it's it's like a a French feel. It's like a Parisian sort of vibes. You listen nice. to it and it's got that accordion. Do you know oh what I mean? yeah, and they've put that whole sort of um crackly vinyl old school radio mic um feel through some of the songs so that really feels like you're listening to something from like 50 years ago nice um and then his other album which is called um one hell of a memory is with jason mraz and that's a more folksy uh, okay you know should have sent that one sort of feel <laughs> yeah well maybe i'll give you one from that next time <laughs> um yeah but production wise yeah i just felt like there was a little bit more they could have could have done with it uh and again i think that was probably due to budget like yeah. if you had some of the top producers in the world on that, it would have sounded remarkable. Yeah, production and sound, I think I'd, I'd probably go kind of high, even though it's not my bag. But due to the fact that it's very clever, the amount of stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know. So I'm going to go for a six, just because it doesn't do much. But kept me involved. That's good. So that's good. Sound. After sound, we then move on to lyrics. I love the lyrics. 
Shine, shine, shine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is gonna be stupid high, but I'm gonna go nine two. Woo! It's just the number that pops into my head immediately. That's a big score. It is a big score, but yeah, give it a few more listens. I know it's a new song to you. Obviously, I know all the worst of that song. Yeah, and it's just, it's just brilliant. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine it is. <laughs> I know it's not your bag. I know it's not your bag. <laughs> I to, to be fair, there was a there was a line that I listened to that I quite liked, but he says, uh, "It can happen to anyone. You win some and you lose some. Feel yeah, lucky it's, to it's, be free." It's all about getting over someone, isn't it? Because there are more For fish in the sea. Yeah, that's the line. Yeah. That's the line that I was listening to. I was like, "Ah, yeah. that's what." <laughs> yeah, he says, nice. "Look only on the bright side. It ain't easy, but try." And I promise, in time. You will shine, shine, shine. He's just he's he's pretty much just having a conversation with someone who's broken got exactly. their heart broken, basically, yeah. isn't it? That's that's the whole but he says like, that's he the whole he song. Says things like now that you left I've made, made a new plan, all my self help books are in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just classic, mate. It just and if you see that's the guy, class. you know, he's proper like artisty little goatee with the big glasses <laughs> and the neckerchief and the nice. slick back hair. <laughs> When I watched him, it was him, a pianist, um, and a drummer, and then the person that was uh, playing the piano, she would switch between the piano and the violin. Sick. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I'm going for a 6.2. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> Lyrics, 6.2. Right, next one. Test of time. What do you reckon? It's a. Uh, what did I give Soldier? Soldier. Uh, where are you? Here I am. Test the time. Nine. I'm going nine five here. Whoa. Okay. I this beats Soldier, does it? Yeah, I listened to Gregory Page, probably more so. Um, that's really cool. And you got into him because he was a sport act. Yeah. This is this is a very good way. Going back to uh, the conversation that we had last week, it's a very it's a very good way of getting into playing gigs yeah. and I do, we didn't mention it but becoming a support act for someone else just asking if you can get on and play for 20 minutes yeah it, like in that most instance, musicians will say in yes. that instance you know being paid isn't the be, be, be all and end all in that instance you could be playing in front of people who have the right connections yeah to help you advance in your music career definitely and you'll make some friends but yeah anyway yeah. that's I really cool say, I'm really like into that you know Music being our bag, hence why we do it for a living, why we do this podcast. Like, Gregory Page played a song called Bird in a Cage, and it made me cry. Did it? it? Legit made me cry. Wow. In, Value. in the O2 arena. Ooh, you're going to have to send that. It was just, yeah. You're going to have to send me that song. It was just those three on the stage, and what they managed to do, those three, in an arena of, like, what, 40,000 people or something? Mm. Unreal. Fair. You're going to have to send me that bird in a cage. Or I'll, I'll just look it up, I suppose. Yes. You can do that, Leo Chase. Yeah, okay. What are we doing? Test of time. <laughs> Sorry, three. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it hurts. Stab me in the heart, why don't you? <laughs> it hurts a little bit. Uh, value. Actually, I'm going to do mine first because I think you're going to do something good. <laughs> I'm just going for three again. Okay. Yeah, that's like, actually, two. Sorry. 
It's just not my bag. It's just not my bag. Just swear at me. Blaspheme! Burn it! It's a witch! I did that because I think you'll actually have something to say rather than well, I think, I d- it's not my bag. I mean, it's it's everything for me. Like, this this music, this Gregory Page, mm. this album specifically, since I heard him play that song, I was hooked. Every time I hear that song, it takes me back to being a lot younger of a man with my mate in London, you awesome. know, living our best life, waiting for Jason Mraz to come on, both equally excited for it. Awesome. And discovering this brand, well, to us, brand new artist, which was just phenomenal to see yeah. live I immediately left and downloaded that album paid for Amazing. it off of iTunes and, and I listened to the whole thing and me and Tom sat in a four star hotel on the edge of Greenwich <laughs> yeah. with a cup of coffee nice and that's what it reminds me of it takes me Fantastic. to that it takes me to those London city lives that's lush. having a lovely cup of coffee listening to a bit of like old school swing slash sort of jazzy vibes you know what I mean yeah baby and that for me is just Everything that that album's about. That's fantastic. That that makes me want to live it. It's a ten. Ten. It's a ten. Hit the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> You're straight for the life shoes. <laughs> life changing experience from Gregory a, Page. Yeah. So Gregory Page, if you're listening, we've just given you a ten in our <laughs> rating system. So you've got to come on this podcast. That's the rules. Yeah. <laughs> it is the rules. We are getting uh, Foy Vance on. Yeah, you know he's he's that not messaged us yet. Imminently. <laughs> so, uh, so make sure you grow yourself a big mustache because that's one of our you know we're going to be key doing things. That. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. In fact, he has got a big mustache. So Has he? Yeah. Okay, easy. <laughs> Gregory Page, get on here. Message us at Mishmash Music Podcast. <laughs> Mishmash <at gmail.com>. Music <laughs> Mustache. <laughs> Mishmash Music Mustache. Fantastic. All right, so we've got. This is a huge scorer from oh, for me from yeah. Jack. That's mm. fantastic. Mm. And th- this is really showing the uh, the contrast between the two. Uh, yeah, which is fantastic. That's what we love. So, oh, he looks tell like me he's not a dude. He looks like a uh, like either history like a or yeah, does, yeah. <laughs> like history like or like yeah. philosophy lecturer, some sort of scholar. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely definitely. Love, I love the guy. He looks fantastic. I'd go and watch him for his looks. <laughs> yeah, such a dude. Mm. Anyway, last but not least, album. Yes. Art. I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it is a bit bland, but I think that's exactly. I think it's supposed to sort of uh, emulate the look of like a an old school, maybe like 20s or 30s poster, where yeah. there would be that sort of. And he's playing. Yeah. Yeah. Glued to the outside of like a. Oh wait, you look like you've got a different art to what I have. No, it's the same. Oh. One. It's the same one. No, yeah, I agree. You, you'd you see that on the side of like, a, um, like, oh, what's that? <laughs> Mind blank. Like a billboard type thing. Yeah, yeah, basically a billboard outside the pavilion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. like a note. Yeah, like a a noteworthy building. Sort of, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I yeah, mean, no, I think, okay. I think I, that's I, what it's supposed that, to emulate. That's, that's on that increased basis, the reputation in I my brain. Give it, I'm going to give it a uh, a seven two. Just because I want to give it a seven, and I'd I'd rather go a little more than a little less. Nice. You know, it's it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me massively, but I feel like it's entirely appropriate for what it is. When you listen to that, it's the same thing as what we said about. I um, think it does. It does. Is what it says. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, I'm going for a five. 
yeah, due fair, to that. Fair due we, to the fact that we say that about <laughs> Monday and Debatchki, wasn't that, it? That was it. Yeah. I think we both gave that. Yeah, we so both gave that a five. About, about <laughs> ten of beans. Yeah. You know, you know exactly what's in there. <laughs> it's like Heinz. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's ten out of ten. And shine, shine, shine. Paolo Nutini and Gregory Page. So if you want to go and listen to them, please do. But before you do, we'll move on to the quiz. Welcome to the quiz and game. All right. So this week we found a website. It's actually a really easy to find website. You just type it into Google. But it's by the Radio Times and they've got 45 questions. We're not going to ask them all. We're going to ask three each, I'd say. Okay, I'll fire first. Okay. Which prison did Johnny Cash famously sing uh, about in his name? Folsom Prison. Oh. <laughs> I'm straight out on that. Oh. <laughs> I, just, I just thought about it. I just thought, I, thought I will ask the Johnny questions Cash that I prison. know the answers to. And then I figured, uh, like halfway through reading that, as you could probably tell by my stutter in the middle, <laughs> I was thinking, he's just going to know this straight away. <laughs> as soon as he said prison and Johnny Cash, I was on that. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, no, I'll take that no, one point. It wasn't Frozen Prison. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn you, <laughs> you swine. <laughs> I'll get you. Right. You haven't looked at any answers, have you? Have you, have you, no, have you accidentally seen all the answers? No, I, no, I haven't. No. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so the answers are on the same page. You just <laughs> yeah, it's a bit around. of a nightmare. So we just um, all right. trust each other. Which English sir has had number ones in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. That's quite impressive, that. That is That's very quite an impressive in the In the 50s? 50s to 90s. And he's a sir. He's a knight. He's been knighted. Probably due to the fact that he's had a... I have no idea. Number one. A number one in all the... He must be minted. Yeah, right, I'm trying to think who's even been around that long. Oh! Elton John. No. Is it not? It's not. I was going to go Tom Jones. But neither of those would be right. Who is it? It's Sir Cliff Richard. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you have it. It's 1-0 still. Hamish in the lead. <laughs> well, uh, to anyone who's bought Cliff Richard's albums over the time, just go and take a good hard look in the mirror. <laughs> I'm joking. Man, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> my nuts absolutely <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> oh, God. Go and buy my album. He doesn't need any more money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> right, yeah, go for it. What are you going for? I'm pretty happy with my one my one success. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get any more. <laughs> I've I've no idea and I don't know the answers to these myself. I'll just go for one. Okay. See if uh, it happens. How many members are there in the South Korean mega boy band, BTS. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started reading before I even... <laughs> <laughs> One interesting question. <laughs> I'll say four. Because I have no idea. Seven. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> um, and if anyone could uh, just... Uh, Message in and let me know what on earth a BTS is. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is a BTS? I have no idea. <laughs> Interesting. Apparently, it's a Korean boy. <laughs> <laughs> let us know. All right. Oh, here we go. Oi. There's a chance to catch up and overtake in this question, which is quite exciting. How? Because two points. 
In what year did Elvis Presley die? And, in brackets, a bonus point if you can guess the month. <laughs> oh my goodness me. I have no idea whatsoever. I reckon you should just go for a guess. Because I'll make myself sound like an absolute <laughs> idiot. Um, I'm going to guess... I don't even know what decade he died in. <laughs> I actually don't. I'm just going to... This is completely off the cuff. I'm going to say June 82. Couldn't be more wrong. You're, you're a bit out. You're not too far, though. Uh, like, you're pretty close, considering really? you have no idea. I have literally no idea. 1977. Five years out. That's not bad. And August, so, you know. <laughs> so, two, two uh, points gone by the way there. <laughs> okay. Right, so last question for me. So, what are we on? One, One nil. nil. Uh, we're doing really badly. If anyone else has got these questions so far, congratulations. Let us know what score you get. <laughs> okay. Um, let's have a look. Okay. In which year did the Spice Girls release Wannabe? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Spice Girls. Um, you wanna be my lover. Is that the song? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a great territory here. 1998. That was that was so close. Was it? What was it? 96. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was definitely alive when they were around. <laughs> yeah. Darn it. Ah, oh, so about. close. Go on. All right, here's one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've already started it now. Complete the first line of the Bill Withers hit. Ain't no sunshine. When she's gone, <laughs> damn it, it's too easy. So that's one it's all. one all. That's one apiece. Do we do we call it a draw? Or do we whack do we out the last a question? De- a sudden death. Sudden death. Sudden death. Do you feel sudden death? Jack Sparrow. Jack <laughs> Right. Nine years you've been captain of the ship. <laughs> that was our agreement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well. You you use someone over, I suppose. What to you? Go on, give me a give me a give me a question. Oh. Okay. Which artist headlined Friday night on the Pyramid Stage at Glastonbury Festival 2019? Kanye West. Do you actually know that? That was a really like specific guess. If you're just guessing, he did do it at one point, very recently. Or Beyonce. I can't remember what number the question It might have been Beyonce, actually. Damn it. I don't know. Right, 35. Let me see. Stormzy. Sorry. Oh, it was someone in like that. Oh. <laughs> in that the guy that I'm sure that Kanye West did the pyramid stage. I'm sure that's the guy that talks about his boots all the time, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> never do a your boots. Is that guy the guy? Stormzy. Is that, is that the guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it's that guy. All right. Well, this is your chance to win then. Oh, God. Here we go. Um... I won last week with the humming, right? You did. Wa- it was a washout. You did, yeah. I got absolutely done because you didn't know Circle of Life. So this <laughs> is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Robbed. <laughs> um, right. I'm trying to find one that's not ridiculous. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you know much about Rihanna? Well, you have to. Rihanna okay. hit Umbrella she was originally written 
with which other pop star in mind? Interesting. I feel like this, um, like this might just be like a crock, but I feel like it was Jessie J. No, you, no, no. It's Britney Spears. It's Britney Spears. <laughs> Okay. It's a draw. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> we we had a draw. So we've had a win, a win, and a draw between us. That's it. One apiece still. Absolutely brutal. Loving it. This is a brutal time. <laughs> you know, that's that's not bad. I'd rather draw than uh, lose. I'm a s- sore loser. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I couldn't sleep for a week. Until <laughs> <laughs> we got to get back. I got to beat him. <laughs> well, thank you again for listening to another yeah, episode of the Mishmash Music Podcast. It's been fun as always. It has been great fun. It's been lovely to have a little chat. Next week, we'll hopefully have an interview. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. With Zoe. Get Zoe on board, yeah. If she is not available, then we'll have another chat and we'll find another good topic to chat about. If you've got any questions to ask us, feel free to send us a message either on the Facebooks or the Instagram. Mishmash Music on Instagram, Mishmash Music Podcast on Facebook, Mishmash Music Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know what you what you want to hear. And make sure you leave us a review as well because reviews really help push the podcast if you've got a topic you might like us to discuss please drop it in feel free to uh share with us your thoughts on our reviewings of the songs we've already done and also if you have a song that you would like us to review definitely then drop it in fantastic thanks again we'll see you next time see you next time bye